This is the Orange Podcast, conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. This is Alan Reader, and in the home straight to the holiday season, this episode of the Orange Podcast delves into one possible solution to the mystery of how to encourage Orange residents to try that walking thing. And then... From the southern US city that brought us some of the best of jazz, we hear about another export from New Orleans summers, the Snowball, a shaved ice treat that's inspired Orange's newest business. Um, so growing up, it's just something that's always there, just like meat pies are in Australia. You know, you have your meat pie shops on the corner, you know, every block or so. Um, so when I moved to Australia, you guys didn't have them, so uh, I decided to bring them on over. More from Jessica Hannon later in the show. But first up, a key element of Orange City Council's future city plans to upgrade our CBD, making it a place we can be proud of where we'll want to spend more time, is figuring out how to make it less focused on cars and more about a place people of all ages can walk around comfortably. We've got a very spread out city, so part of that puzzle will be to find new places for cars to park on the fringe of the CBD within a short walk of the shops. One option that's now being examined is how to turn an existing parking area, the OFA car park, into a multi-level car park. That's an expensive prospect, and so to encourage investors to get involved rather than ratepayers forking out, Orange City Council this week began the process of asking developers if they want to take up an opportunity. The deal? As long as they can offer twice as many parking spaces that are there now, they can also add some retail spaces or maybe residential or something else. Deputy Mayor Gerald Power visited the OFA car park site this week, imagining what could be there in future. I'd really love to see here a four-storey uh, complex um, mixed with uh, commercial um, and also parking areas here. Um, I think the building should look like what Orange is. It's it's known for its 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 trees. It's known for its greenery. And I think if you look at trees, and I've been in Brisbane um, and seeing the trees growing on those amazing big buildings, and they're 15, 15, 20 stories up. But when you see trees on the top and greenery flowing down, it would fit really well if we had a building or a complex like us here with that aspect of it, because it would flow into it, not just a, a, a cement brick, but something that really flowed what Orange is, is a colour city. And when you look at where we are today and over, over car park, you look at the greenery. So having all that there, and that fits well within, I think, the culture of Orange too. So mm. this is what I'm really looking at from what the future city is looking at in relation to um, the planning for Orange. The focus is on being a car park, doubling the number of car parks that are currently here. What else could a developer come to council with? What else could be as part of that building? Mate, I think, uh, uh, you know, how long's a piece of string, really? Mm. It's really, if, if they can put commercial uh, businesses in here, you know, the shopping and you know, stuff to actually create that and maybe attract more into the CBD. I know we've got North Orange, we've got some um, uh, aspects of that there, but we need more. As our community is growing, more population are coming here. I think we're looking at more around the CBDs that will fit well within the city centre. Um, and so I think that is something that is really important for what this site would look for. Administration is a big uh, player in Orange in terms of being an employer. Could this be a part of the office block, perhaps? 
Yes, it could be. It could be anything of that there that could be uh, an opportunity for employees or, you know, taking over one whole floor. You know, you know, I know there's government businesses out there. There is private businesses out there, you know, uh, looking for actual retail spaces that they can actually put all their staff in. This is a great opportunity to do, to do that. And I think, uh, yeah, it's just something that I think that the um, whoever, you know, the expression of interest can actually look at that. We just need to provide them the opportunities um, uh, as, as guidepost in relation to this is what we want. We want 430 for 30 car parks. That's not negotiable. But, mate, here, here's another opportunity for you to start to build, you know, shopping complexes, uh, offices, space and everything else, yeah. If a developer came back with some propositions that included the need for extra parking to service those residential or office spaces and they were only used nine to five that would mean after hours there'd be even more than 430 car parking spaces. Yeah, it could be definitely opportunities for, you know, not only the commercial, uh, you know, staff to be actually housed here, uh, but absolutely uh, for shopping, shopping, um, you know, people that want to come here and be a part of what's around here locally, just to be a part of it and go into the city and do some shopping. So and there's then, definitely something that we definitely will be looking at there. Yeah. And then if, if Lord's Place became something of an each street, um, and those uh, park car parks weren't being used from nine to five. That's some even even more spaces that are there for people going to restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where the future planning is looking at. We really are trying to put less uh, less car park uh, uh, traffic through the city and opportunities for more eateries outside, enjoying that outside thing, and being a part of a community that, that really is um, you know, keeping away from that actual traffic going in and out, but having more car parks here will actually fill that need. When you size up the health of the orange economy at present, it seems to be growing. Do you think investing in orange is an attractive thing for developers, for for long-term investors? It's a great opportunity. I think Orange is um, one of the leading cities. When you look at Western New South Wales, anything from from this side of the um, west of the Blue Mountains, I think uh, Orange is one of the major cities that we want to encourage more investors out here. We want to see more investors come out here, put their dollars uh, in, into the ground here, and I'm certain that will be a nest egg for them in the future. You know, in relation to investing into a city called Orange. Yeah. Deputy Mayor Gerald Power, and you can find out more about the expression of interest process for the OFA car park site on the Orange City Council website. When Jessica Hannon came to Orange, she brought with her memories of New Orleans and the snowball stands to be found on most corners. While she believes Australians would love these shaved ice treats, and thought it could be the basis of a new small business, the prospect of paying $1,500 a week to rent a shop was daunting. That's when she heard about Orange City Council's container pop-up pods in McNamara Street. For new business owners, the pods are a short-term way of testing the market while paying much less rent. It's also the council's way of helping new businesses discover if what they want to sell is what local shoppers want to buy. Even if it's a summer treat, popular on the streets of New Orleans. Um, so growing up, it's just something that's always there, just like meat pies are in Australia. You know, you have your meat pie shops on the corner, you know, every block or so. Um, so when I moved to Australia, you guys didn't have them. So uh, I decided to bring them on over. How popular are snowballs in a hot place like New Orleans? Oh, I mean, you'll have lines, you know, every day. Um, usually we have snowball season, which is usually from April to about October or November. Um, and it's a big event whenever a snowball stand opens again in April. 
um, yeah, it's just a staple. Tell me about snowballs. What are they? Um, so you guys would call them probably shaved ice or snow cones, um, with the main difference being uh, snowballs are a bit of a more finer ice. Um, so it's kind of soft like ice cream. Um, and then our flavors tend to be a bit more diverse. Like we have flavors like wedding cake or pink panther, which is a nectar and cream. Um, so a bit more diversity and a bit more of a decadent dessert. Is it a, 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 any time of the day treat? Is it an after dinner with a kid's treat? But how are people going to come here and use it? Well, if you ask my partner, since we have a snowball machine in the house, it is definitely an any time of day treat. Um, but typically most stands back home will open around noon and close around, you know, between 7 and 9. As a new business, someone who's just putting their toe in the water and seeing if it works, why does this pod an attractive way for work as opposed to paying rent in the main street? Um, so it's it's the perfect form of trial and error for us. Um, we're not forced to get a brick and mortar place and you know um, spend money on an expensive lease every month. Um, and then we're not forced to um, go with the commitment of a food trailer. Um, so you know you can do it in three month increments, which is perfect for us. If we don't like it, well, we just don't resign. So um, and the size for us is is perfect, and it's a great location as well. What does it add to the process to be face-to-face -face with customers? Um, well, for me, it makes me feel more like home. It doesn't necessarily add to the process. It just um, makes things better, um, you know, especially moving here right before COVID happened. Um, I miss the face-to-face, -face. Um, so it's, it's more of a plus. What are you looking forward to about Boxing Day? Uh, hopefully seeing a lot of people. I uh, really don't have any sales that I'm going after, so we'll be here, and we look forward to seeing people stop by. Would you like to see people queuing down the street? Well, I would. Uh, hopefully it's not because we're taking too long, <laughs> but I would definitely love to see a lot of people come by. That's Jessica Hannon, and her and her partner's new business is called Bukunola. Helping businesses get a start is a government agency called Business HQ. Rob Drage from Biz HQ helps the new businesses sort through their dreams and in some cases steers them towards a short-term stay in one of the McNamara Street pods. We've had a number of people coming through since January, February. Uh, we've had uh, people selling plants, we've had crafters, had all sorts of things coming in. And now we've got the, uh, the shaved ice group, which is really, really exciting. Uh, and it's going to be really good. How hard is it for a local business to, to get a start, given the size of local rents? That's an interesting question. It is, there's a big jump between coming from a home-based or a farm-based business to having the amount of turnover required to fork out a minimum of 1000 to $1,500 a week for a reasonable size spot in, in the Main Street in Orange. That's a lot of product to sell. So how does a pod like this that's comparatively low rent help them on that journey? The price point on the rent is actually really, really good. And also the important thing is that we're talking to a three-month or a six-month lease option. So it gives them a chance to put the toe in the water, make their decisions, grow their business, look at options to modify their business to suit it without a huge outlay. And the learnings that have come from the people who have been in here, there's two people, two companies who worked in, in this uh, they're primarily online, then they went to online with the pod, and through the experience, they've actually increased their online presence, 
understanding the commitment that there is to run a bricks and mortar retail present. Mm. So that was a really, really good learning for them. And it didn't cost them the earth to, to get that learning and understanding. So their businesses are both growing. One of them especially, because people who come and see what they had, it's actually grown exponentially with, uh, with another sideline business that they developed from the exposure. It mightn't necessarily mean moving from here to a, to a main street site. It might just mean they go sideways and develop their online. But that, that face-to-face contact with customers, what does that add to uh, someone who's just developing what their business might look like? It, it, it actually gives them a lot of uh, learning. Uh, there's one thing to run an online business where you're basically arm's length and, and keyboard communicating. But when you've got someone in front of you saying, how much is this and why is it that price? You know, you've got to have those interpersonal skills to justify, yes, we know it's more expensive than what you can buy it uh, you know, online, but here we are, you've got it in your hand, you don't have to wait for postage. There's a whole range of learnings you can get. But the important thing that comes from it is understanding that that relationship, that you've got to be there for the customers. With an online presence, you can actually manage your own time, but to run bricks and mortar, you've got to be present when the customers want you to be present. It's an indication of commitment to a business, perhaps? It is an indication of commitment to a business, yes. It's got to, you've got to have that commitment and structure your hours to make sure you're there when the, when the clients are there. What do you think um, the two pods add to a, uh, a stropping street like McNamara Street? Look, I think there's opportunity here to actually increase traffic um, and just bring variety. And especially if, if the, uh, the car park behind has developed as, as planned into a market space, then the pods are actually part of the draw card. And if you look at the little places across the road, the organics uh, place, that's growing. Uh, you've got the hive next door, which is a really, really good corporate space. And um, you've just got opportunities to bring people in and just make the space something really, really special. Rob Draj from BizHQ. The new business, Bukonola, opens its doors on Boxing Day. And that's the Orange Podcast for this week. Remember, you can download this program anytime from the Orange City Council website or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. It helps other people find our show. The Orange Podcast is produced on Wiradjuri Country. Until next time, this is Alan Reader. Bye for now. <laughs>